Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Well, welcome in to Believe in Jaguars. I'm Jordan DeLugo, joined as always by former Jaguars tight end Clay Harbor. Jags football this weekend. Another chance to pick yourself up off the mat if you're the Jaguars. They travel to Indy to take on division rival the Indianapolis Colts. Second contest between the two squads this year. Jags shut the Colts out 24 to nothing in week two. Still, the Colts are 1.5 point favorites in this one. Clay, how about it? You know how we got to start this thing off, same way we always do. A little down. We need this win. We need to come on the top this week. So let's go, Duval. Beautiful. Got to bring it to him early in the morning here. We're getting a an early recording in. Yep. Thursday morning. Uh, but we're going to preview Thursday the morning. Yeah, we're going to preview this football game. Um, make sure to follow Clay on Twitter at ClayHarbs82, myself at Jordan DeLugo. And if you enjoy the show, please uh, subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Review as well. We need those five-star ratings. And... If you want to watch this show in video format, you can check it out on the Gen Jag YouTube channel. All right. So I think a good place to start with this one is definitely injuries because there's some impactful injuries on both sides here. Starting with the Colts, Jonathan Taylor did not play in week five against the Broncos. Um, he has an ankle injury. The, the Colts were optimistic that he would be able to get back for week six, but he did not participate in practice yesterday with that ankle. Um, and then you've also got Shaquille Leonard, who is, you know, their, their heart and soul of their defense, linebacker Shaquille Leonard. He's dealing with a concussion, a nose injury, and a back injury, which is the back injury is why he hadn't played earlier in the season. He only played one week. He played in week four, and he hasn't played since then. Um, wow. So he's a DNP as well for Wednesday practice for, for the Colts. And you've also got Quiddy Pay, who's a starting edge rusher. He's got an ankle, did not participate in practice. Ryan Kelly, their starting center, hip, did not participate in practice. So the Colts got a lot going on with a lot of really important players here. And didn't they just send their uh, receiver, uh, Doolin, to uh, yes. injured reserve? Ashton Doolin will be out. But they do got their two big receivers yeah. back that they were missing last week so that's that's obviously a, a concern obviously that the jaguars handed them in duval county jacksonville florida last time but this this week they got michael pittman jr back which is a, a big help and yeah alec pierce as well he's been he's been putting up some numbers here as a rookie yeah he's uh he's he's quite a receiver too those two big time players and but if jonathan taylor's out i mean that would be huge He's the yeah, one. Yeah, Naheem Hines was limited as well. Yeah, wow. That's uh that's crazy. I um I think I think he'll play because I from what I heard earlier, right? He was they were like you said there, he was uh he was supposed to uh to, to be able to play this week. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, and you know, that was early. Who knows how it's gonna play out. Um they might just be trying to, you know, rest and rehab and not really get him out on the field until Sunday. We'll see how, how it goes here. Um, yeah. But Colts are certainly dealing with it. They've been dealing with injuries all year. Uh, unfortunately for them, it's been a rough go of it. Looking at the Jaguars side of things, 
They did lose their first starter due to injury this past week. Left guard Ben Barch has a knee. He's out for the season. Yeah. Um, he had been playing pretty well. Uh, he, he had a rough one week one. So did that. So did Cam Robinson. So did Luke Fortner. But since week one, I think uh, Ben Barch has played very well. Tyler Shatley is likely to replace him in the starting lineup. And Shatley has a ton of experience all over the interior of the offensive line there for the Jaguars. Yeah, I like Shatley. I played with Shat back in uh, back in back in my day when I was playing football. You know, I sound like my grandpa or something, but uh, yeah, I used to play with Shatley. He's a very smart guy. He's strong. He's stout. He's not going to do anything crazy. He's not going to look like a Superman out there, but he is going to know his assignment and get his job done. So I am not too worried about Shatley stepping in and, and being able to perform. He's not going to get dominated by anyone. He's going yeah. to know what to do. So I think that we'll be fine with Shatley. But the only problem is now the depth is gone. You don't have another player. Another player goes down, then you start getting into you know, a situation where you're not sure who's going to be able to step up and to really produce. So... Let's hope. Cross I actually, fingers. Clay, I'll say this. I, I really like Cole Van Lannan, who they traded for um, yeah. during the preseason. Green Bay. Green Bay just has a a ridiculous amount of talent along their offensive line, and I think they were going to cut Van Lannan instead of cutting him and, and uh, him being available for everyone. The Jaguars are like, all right, we'll throw you a seventh. We like this kid. I think yeah. – they are fortunate that they'd made that trade, in my opinion, now, because I do think he provides quality depth to Tyler Shatley. They yeah. did just pick up John Miller, who started a lot of games in the NFL. I'm yeah. not sure you want him getting into the game um, with his track record, but I do like Cole Van Lannan. So I think they might be okay there still, even if they were to suffer something else there on the interior. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a good signing, too. And, you know, Doug knows he's coach this league for a long time that injuries are going to happen and they're going to happen at the most inopportune moment so glad that we got him and i'm glad that shatley's there and, and ready yeah. to go yep yeah having a guy like shatley is always a good thing for a team um caleb on chase on he's on short-term ir he's also dealing with a knee uh, so deshaun dixon who had a really impressive training camp and preseason he'll likely get some more play in this one uh, you also saw Arden Key getting some reps with the outside linebackers in in practice, where he's been mainly focused on the interior pass rush for the Jaguars. I like Arden that. Key might be getting some reps at outside linebacker now too. No, I like that. I think that when the third down sub packages and, and things of that nature, I think that you get, need to bring that speed rush crew into the game and and really pressure Matt Ryan, who's been having a bad season so far. Not a terrible season, but he hasn't been performing the way they've wanted him to. Another no, two, two and one, but he's got like five touchdowns, one interception, and they really thought that they were getting a guy that was going to really take him over the the hump there because of Carson Wentz. Just real quick, do you think Carson Wentz gets unfairly criticized maybe a little bit, or do you think it's all warranted? I mean, I – I think it's warranted. Um, I, I don't think he deals well with um, with the pressure uh, of being a starting quarterback, of being, you know, this uh, this is his last last 
chance here. I mean, I, I still can't believe what Ron Rivera said earlier this week. Did you see that? That's what I'm saying. He was this was yeah. after a game where he had a 103 rating, two touchdowns, and threw for 360 yards and was doing a great job. Obviously, he throws that interception at the end, which I was pissed off about because the te- the you know the 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 Titans won when yeah. You know, there are division rivals now. They're in the league. They should have been two and three if Wentz still getting us, even though he's not in the division anymore. Yep. <laughs> but I'm like, come on, Wentz. You got to win that game. You got to win that yeah, game. Yeah, I think 360 that's... yards, the 103 rating. And then Ron Rivera comes out and says that quarterback is the reason that they're not playing well. So I was just curious. I'm like, is this guy being un... Yeah. And you look at the, his stats with the, with the Colts. I mean, the guy had 100 rating. He had... 25 touchdowns, like seven interceptions. Obviously, just win. don't tell the whole story. That's I know, but you, I mean, they don't tell the whole story, but they tell a lot of it. And he wasn't performing in the clutch situations. We know right. he lost to the Jags, but a little bit of me thinks that he he gets unfairly criticized. Well, the thing is, he's a, he's clearly a starting level talent in this league, but he's one of those starters you'd don't feel good about when the game's on the line and he's a guy that he's a stopgap right now. That's what he's going to be. I think for the rest of his career, if he even has another chance to be a starter after this season, last year with the Colts, he had a 95 rating, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 3,600 yards. And they couldn't wait to get rid of this guy. Couldn't beat the Jags. Just because that one game. And it, no, it was more than that. It really was. Um, again, a, a lot of that stuff I, I do think was offensive scheme as much as, as Carson Wentz doing anything good. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, we'll see how it all plays out for him. Yeah. Um, Sorry to get off topic, Jordan, but yeah, I just no, wanted your opinion on that. It's a, it's a good, it's an interesting topic in the NFL th- th- these days with Carson yeah. Wentz. Um, but looking at the rest of the Jaguars' injuries, Foley Fatu Kasi, Jaguars' best interior um, interior run stuffer, he was back at practice after missing Week Five. Uh, he's limited with a quad injury, um, so that's a great sign for the Jaguars. Big Got, sign. Three other starters were limited in practice. Foyer, Luke, and has a calf. Zay Jones still dealing with that ankle a little bit. And Devon Hamilton lim- limited with a foot injury. So you want to keep an eye on all those limited players, but it doesn't feel like they're trending in the wrong direction. It looks like to me that they're probably all going to be okay. I do wonder if that ankle is still bothering Zay Jones. Did that his impact his ability to catch the football last week? He had two really crucial drops. I hope so. And if for the people wondering, was that first drop down the middle of the field a drop because it was a hype? Yes, that was one thousand percent a drop. You know, people love to criticize Trevor and yeah. Oh, he Trevor. No, good ball. Us football players, we like when the ball's high. It's over. I, I, we don't like low balls. You get the ball high, that's an easy catch. That's. That's easier. That's as easy as having the ball in your chest. You yeah, I thought it was actually well ball. placed. That was a great um, place ball, and people people are still giving Trevor a hard time for that. No, yeah, that's you, a drop. You get it over the underneath defenders. You give your guy a chance to go. It's not like he had to fully extend to go get that football. It is just right above his helmet. Um, 
that that's a looked like a good spot to me. But a great spot. Yeah, Zay Jones needs to rebound. Um, obviously, you need Foley back. You need Devon to be able to play. Um, you do have Corey Peters now on the active roster who got his first game action last week for the Jaguars, and he's a veteran that can stop the run. But you don't want to be without Devon or Foley this week, especially if Jonathan Taylor is able to actually play. Um, yeah. So we'll be keeping an eye on those. But looks like, from an injury standpoint, the Jaguars are probably in a little bit better spot than the Colts are. I'd say um, so. So since being dominated by the Jaguars in Week 2, the Colts have beaten the Chiefs, they have beaten the Broncos, and they lost a one-score game to Tennessee. Not bad on paper. The Colts are in second place in the AFC South, just ahead of the Jaguars. But in my opinion, realistically, the Chiefs beat themselves in that contest. But and still. the Broncos... They have one of the worst offenses in football right yeah. now. That was but one of the ugliest the games I've ever seen. I don't care who you are. You beat the Chiefs. I mean, you're, you you can play. Their defense is looking pretty good. They're, they're giving up 215 um, passing yards a game, and then they're giving up 96 rushing yards a game. They're, they're seventh in the league in, in, in defensive yards allowed, which is yeah. pretty good. They got Their defense is say, right ahead of the, the Jaguars. Part of that, in my opinion – when you talk about yards allowed, A, you you played the Texans in week one. They're not picking up a ton of yards. You played the Broncos last week. They're not picking up a ton of yards. And the Jaguars actually didn't run up too many yards against them in week uh, two because oh, they were turnovers. up. So, well, not turnovers, just because they were up so um, by so yeah. much early. They just kind of went into, uh, you know, running the clock out mode after halftime. Top 10 scoring defense, too. Yeah, They're, and I again mean, they got they got. I mean, obviously they don't really got the big pass rushers. I mean, we know their best pass rusher. He used to be a Jaguar. I'll let you say his name because I always struggle with it. Unique Ngakwe. Ngakwe. Yeah. So yeah. he's a good player, and I I mean I like him as a watching his game. He's a guy that's got a high motor. He's an intense guy. I think he's got three sacks this year. So he's a guy we got to count for. And then their linebacker that's uh, leading the league in uh, tackles is, is pretty good, Zaire Franklin. Zaire Franklin is pretty good. I'm a fan of his game as well. Um, so they're 500, right? 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. Yep. Jaguars are 2-3. and three. But when you look at the DVOA between these two teams, the Colts are last in team DVOA. Their oh. offense is dead last by a, lo- by a wide margin. According wow. to DVOA, they have the worst offense in football. The DVOA suggests their run defense is among the best in football. Their pass defense is below average. Um, So that's interesting to look at just from a DVOA standpoint. And then the Jaguars, they're seventh still in team DVOA. Seventh on defense and 15th on offense. Ninth in passing, 27th in rushing. So I think that kind of illustrates some of the points that the Jaguars uh, that that people have made about the Jaguars this week and kind of maybe why Doug is leaning more into the pass, they haven't been efficient running the football. They have been pretty efficient throwing the football. And that, that even goes towards last week. I mean, they were moving the ball. ETN was efficient, certainly, but outside of that running the ball, James Robinson looked a little sluggish last week. Um, so maybe Doug knows what he's doing here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Doug probably sees that there's a little bit more of an opportunity for him in the pass game than the run game. But 
And again, you see Travis Etienne. He looks like he could be a bona fide star. I think Etienne yeah. could be one of the best weapons in this league eventually. You got to realize this is honestly his first year playing. Obviously, he's a second year guy, but oh, this recovering is from that injury, year. this is rookie season. Yeah. And he's producing, he's performing, and that's really encouraging to see. I can't wait to see what we what else we get from him the rest of the season. I think he's going to keep getting better. Yeah, and you don't have to just hand him the football either. That's the great thing about him. You want to get him in space. You just want to get him the ball. Screens, whatever it may be. Um, get Travis Etienne the football. I think good things are going to happen. Um, so the Colts offensive line, let's look at that. that. That's kind of, I think, where their troubles this season have really started. Because yeah. despite being 2-2-1, two, two, and one, I do still think they're they're not performing at a very high level overall. Um, and, and it starts with that offensive line. Um, they've done some mu- musical chairs. Matt Pryor, he started the season at left tackle. He's now at right tackle. Uh, rookie Bernard Rahman is at left tackle now, and he has been struggling the last couple weeks. Um, Quentin Nelson has been playing his worst football. I think it's because of what he's surrounded with. Uh, he hasn't looked like the same player. Ryan Kelly's been dealing with injury. Uh, Danny Pinter has not been playing well at right guard. So it is, it's been trouble for the Colts, a team that have had one of the best offensive lines in football for a long time. Not the case right now. I'm not a huge pro football focus guy because even when I was playing, I'm like, these guys don't know the plays. Like, who's grading it? Where's the consistency? The same guy grading every game? Because if he's not, right. there's going to be differences in how someone views something. So I don't, I've just never thought it was like an accurate dis- depiction of how these players play. But some of the things that you see in PFF for the Colts are very concerning. And you look at last year or last week, they gave up four sacks and in Q- eight QB hits. Um, no, six sacks taken, 44% pressure rate. That's mm. tough. Yeah, that's that's Chicago Bear bad offensive line right there. And, you know, I always talk about my hometown Bears. That's just bad. And then just to to talk about pro football focus, just to show you show some context of how bad these tackles have been. There are 72 total tackles graded on pro football focus. And the Colts, two tackles out of 72, they got the 62nd and the 67th graded tackles. Yeah, I mean, these guys well. haven't been grading well. They haven't been playing well. So this is something that the, the Jaguars have to be able to take advantage of. Yeah, and that's been leading to Matt Ryan struggling to get in rhythm, and he's been putting the ball in harm's way a lot more than he normally does. Um, hasn't had a ton of turnovers so far this year, has Matt Ryan, but that has been two defenses not capitalizing. I believe he has 12 turnover-worthy plays. Yeah. Um, so he's been he's been putting the ball in harm's way, and uh, the Jaguars that to start the season. I mean, the first three weeks they were unbelievable when it came to forcing turnovers. These last two games, they haven't been able to get the job done. You've seen teams turn towards the run against them um, and, and not really throw the ball all that much. It's been harder to force turnovers. So the Jaguars obviously. Just like every week, their goal on defense, you got to stop the run in order to get after the passer. They got to do it this week. Yeah. I think Danny Pinter is another guy you can take advantage of. Um, he's he's not great. If the Jags can um, get fully back and 
I think this is a good weekend to get some of those some of those big DNs, edge rushers going. Let's get Trayvon Walker a sack. How about that? Let's get Arvin yeah. Key a sack. Josh Allen, you know, he's had some big games this year. Let's get him to have a big game this year and yeah. really, really stop Matt Ryan before he can get started and get that ball to Michael Pittman Jr. Because he's a weapon. Michael Pittman yeah. Jr. is a guy that scares me. He's a yeah, guy he can beat you. He can beat you. He's a big player. He can make catches, and he's he's definitely a guy that can change a game. Yeah, and if you're if you're not um, if you're not on your p's and q's against Alec Pierce, he can beat you as well. I know he's a rookie. I know he's inexperienced. He's had some mistakes, but um, if you're not if you're not on your game, Alec Pierce is a guy at six foot four. He's he runs a four three four four. He's got a 40-inch vert. Like this guy athletically can absolutely rip you to shreds if you're not playing your game. Um absolutely. So, so yeah, they're they're gonna have to be playing good football. But again, it comes down to stopping the run so you can then stop the pass. Uh that's that's how the Jaguars think about football on the defensive side. But I do think Ashton Doolin was a bit bigger loss than some people are letting on. I think he Absolutely. was a good player and he was a consistent guy that they could count on there. So I think that's something, but getting those two guys back and not having them last year is last game is, is going to be a big help for the Colts. Yeah. Now looking at their defense, they're doing okay. As we mentioned a, a really good run defense overall, but a pass defense that's not really consistently holding up there into the bargain. Um, and I think that plays into, and, and it matches what we saw in week two, the Jaguars did not have a great game running the football. Yeah. They did have a great game through the air. Um, Trevor Lawrence had the most efficient game a Jaguars quarterback has ever had. He had his most efficient game, obviously, of his career, but it was not just his most efficient game. It was the most efficient game statistically any Jaguars quarterback has ever had. Um, so what was he doing that game? He was disciplined. He was taking the underneath stuff. He was not greedy uh, like he was last week. And it's crazy. I've, I've been thinking about this and looking some things up. I mean, Trevor Lawrence's main struggles throughout his career so far have been against cover two. And that's all the Texans run. And that's what they ran pretty much exclusively last week. It's and funny because the Texans were running all cover two. And I, and I, you know, Lovey Smith is a big cover two guy, obviously. He's always been when he was the Chicago Bears head coach. He was a big cover two guy. But against the bears and early in the season, he was running a ton of one high safety stuff, but it seems that he's gotten back to his, uh, his route to that cover too. Chicago yeah. bears. Obviously he was just a huge cover two guy early in the season though. He's running one high stuff, which was interesting against the bears. That's what I was saying. I think it was just because of the bears rushing attack and he knew Justin Fields couldn't throw the football. Yeah. He so wanted he said, to, hey, he wanted to I'm, stop the run. Yeah. I'm dare you to throw the up. Throw the ball, Justin Fields. I dare you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it worked mm -hmm. for him. But I that there is something there that Trevor does struggle against that cover two defense. And it to me, every time I've seen it, it's just been his unwillingness to to take, take what what's there. Him. Ben, but don't break defense, and that's what Lovey Smith's been odd known to for. me because the cover three, while it's not the same defense, you're trying to do the same thing. You're trying. 
to make the offense take the checkdowns, take the short stuff, and eventually get frustrated and get greedy. Why has he different been so holes. much more successful against cover three than cover two? I know it's, it's not holes, the same look, plays. but, but you're still two, able to yeah. still able to check it down and both against you, both things. You're taking the short stuff. Yeah. But I always like playing against, I know a lot of times I like playing against cover two, like a deep cover two, because for me as a tight end, that middle of the field, if you can beat the middle linebacker, especially in a Tampa two type coverage, you get that whole middle of the field to work with. That's mm-hmm. why you saw Evan Ingram have such a big game. That middle of the field was open down the seam there. And as a, as a tight end, I love that, but it's, it's difficult. It's a quick hole, but going to the outside receivers becomes harder. Because all the the cornerbacks they have that help. You're not going to get the deep the deep passes and and a lot of those outside routes. So you got to real really use a little bit more of your your slot and your tight end. But the the Jaguars had that. So I'm not I'm curious. You obviously got Christian Kirk in the slot. You got Evan Ingram at tight end, and Evan Ingram had a big game. So I'm curious about that uh, of why that was a, a struggle. And the Jags defense or the, the the Colts defense is susceptible. I mean, they have a good cornerback in Stephen Gilmore, but but outside of that, I mean, he's been playing well. They they got after him a little bit last game, but yeah, I mean, he's top ten cornerback still. I mean, you look at PFF, you look at all the ranking systems, he's been playing well. Then you get a guy like Kenny Moore. I mean, you can you can pick on him. I think he's uh he's yeah he went from being like a Pro Bowl caliber nickel slash safety type of guy to being a guy that you want to target week in and week out it's kind of bizarre <laughs> yeah it's weird to how these how people change year after year and it's a different defense different defense that. yeah he doesn't you don't play certain things as well and uh, i think you can get after him a little bit yeah i'm with you there um like we said, in week two, the Jaguars, they came out and they stopped the run. They created pressure. And on offense, Trevor was efficient and he was patient. He was disciplined. That's the thing for me. Like, I understand there's different principles for attacking cover two and cover three. But you still need to be disciplined and patient against both defenses. He's been able to do that against cover three in his career. He has not been able to do that against cover two. And I just don't really understand why, but... Uh, we don't need to worry about cover two as much this week unless Gus Bradley decides to switch it up. But Gus Bradley does Gus not ain't, off. Gus ain't going to no cover two. Come no. on, Jordan. You know yeah. that better than I'm anybody. just saying. That's the only reason that I think you'd have to worry too much about this Colts defense at this point. Uh, no Shaquille Leonard. Um, maybe no Quiddy Pay. Um, I love so, that name, by the way. Quiddy Pay? Quiddy Pay. That's yeah. an awesome name. It's a good one. I don't I know that that's a great the name. etymology of it or anything, but um, yeah, yeah. Quiddy Pay is a fun name. Quiddy Pay is a fun name. I really, really like that name. I every time I hear that name, it's Quiddy Pay. I mean, that's that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Quiddy Pay and Unique Ngakwe. Fun stuff. Yeah. Um, so, what do the Jaguars need to do um, to pick themselves back up off the mat this week? What they need, I want to see him start running the ball again. I think Shatley's not going to be a big. You're not losing much with with Shatley. I think him coming in, you're still going to be able to pound the rock and do the things you want to do. Where they got DeForest Bunkner in the in the mm-hmm. middle there, that defense. Yeah, Grover Stewart. 
Grover Stewart. I think you can run the ball on these guys. I th- obviously they got a good run defense, but get the ball. I mean, you split the carries. Travis Etienne, James Robinson. You start pounding the rock. You get Trevor into the flow of the game, and he's had some struggles. And then you can open it up, and you can you know take what they give you. We know what Gus Bradley. Gus Bradley's going to play what he plays. He's going to run his stuff. Yeah, they know what he's going to come. They know what he's going to come with. They know what he's going to call. So now you just got to execute. Comes on execution. I want to see him get Christian Kirk involved early. Yeah. I want to see him establish the run early and then open up Trevor off of that. Yeah. I like that plan. I don't know if that's the plan Doug Peterson will have because he is so pass heavy, especially, um, you know, in in a neutral script. Uh, But we'll see. Um, for me, first and foremost, the Jaguars should have won every game they played so far. They had every opportunity to win each game that they've lost, even yeah. in Philly. If they executed, they're up 21 nothing. That's a totally different uh-huh. ballgame. But they haven't done that. They haven't executed week in and week out. They've been bad in close games. So if this one stays close, Colts fans should feel pretty good about it. But for the Jaguars to beat the Colts right now, they just can't beat themselves. I really don't think it matters like what the game plan is, whether they're coming out and running the ball, whether they're throwing the ball early. It's self-inflicted wounds. It's unforced errors that have beaten the Jaguars this year. They have beaten themselves. So to me, it doesn't even really matter who they're lined up against. It could be one of the best teams in the league. It could be the Houston Texans. They could win against any team. They could lose against any team. Yeah. For me, it's just, a, and it, it has nothing to do with, the game plan and, and the schematics part of it, because I think that stuff is incredibly sound. Even if you think the Jaguars should run the ball a little bit more, the plays are there to be made. You just can't, can't have Trevor getting impatient. He has to remain disciplined as he did in week two against the Colts. Again, the cover three scheme, he has had success against it throughout his young career. You can't rack up the penalties. You can't rack up the drops. You can't have interceptions in the red zone. Again, unforced errors are the killers of this Jaguars team. And every every game they've lost, it's been unforced errors. Just play your game, execute the coach's plan, and you have the talent and skill to hang with anyone in this league. Certainly the talent and skill to beat the Colts. I think so. I think they I think they can uh they can win this game. Obviously they they've already beat the Colts, so I'm looking forward to it. Need this win. They need this win. This is a big game if you go to two and four the colts are three and two and then the titans win i mean you put yourself in a big hole Titans are on a bye this week but oh yeah so they're not going to go up or down Um, so yeah that's that's true but you still got to keep pace in the south you want to win this division you got to win this game yeah you can't fall to the colts this game and you know it's a tough situation you're on the road you're coming off two straight losses. Uh, is confidence shaken at all? The players say it's not. The coaches say it's not. But um, this is a Jaguars franchise that when things have gone bad, they've generally started to go really bad. And I know yep. it's a different football team. Me and you told everybody that this week. Yep. If they are a different football team, like we've said that they are, they have to come out and play well in this game. Got to play well. Got to get a win. You got different leadership. You got a different coach. You got your quarterback is is stepping up, and you want to see this guy take that step to be a franchise quarterback, be a guy that you can trust. You got the players in place. You got the pieces. 
you got to win this football game. If you want a chance to win the AFC South, like you said you did, you got to win this football game. Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely do. And I do think the coaching is on point. I think that the messaging is is good within the locker room from the coaching staff to the players. But uh, these it comes down to the players executing. That's been the issue this year, not the coaching, in yep. my opinion. So I agree. We're going to find out um, real quickly on Sunday if this team is ready to play ball. Because when they've, when they've won games, they've come out and they've played well early um, offensively. And at least picked up some points early on and, and drove the ball down the field and just not shot themselves in the foot. And that, that's what they're going to have to do this week. Um, do the Jaguars take down the Colts? Again, I think falling to two and four, that is a difficult place to come back from. So they damn well better beat the Colts. I think they will. I, I think that they'll beat the Colts. The Colts are beat up. You know, Jonathan Taylor, Shaquille Leonard might not be in this game. Quiddy Pay might not be in this game. Starting center Ryan Kelly might not be in this game. Their offensive line has been playing really bad football, both in the run blocking department and the pass blocking department. And uh, I just think that the Jaguars have been good against teams that have been beat up so far, injured, injury heavy teams. And yeah. I think they're going to be able to get this done. If they don't, it. it if they don't, uh, this is going to be a rough conversation next week. Yeah. So what what do we need now? We gotta we gotta see what you think your uh, your final score is going to be, right, Jordan? Yeah, I've got them matching what they did against the Colts in Week Two from a from a Jaguar score perspective. Twenty four points. Um, I have the Colts scoring fourteen this time. I do think having Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce matters but I don't think it matters enough to get them over the top against the Jaguars when their offensive line is performing at the level that they are. Yeah, I like it. For me, I got a closer game, but 27-17, the Jaguars win by 10. Offense comes back, puts up some good points, good yardage performance. Trevor comes back, plays better, more consistent, doesn't turn the ball over in the red zone. Big game from ETN against this defense. I think that uh, the defense sacks Matt Ryan three, four times. Arden Key sack. Trayvon Walker sack. Josh Allen sack. Jaguars win. Everybody's happy. Trip home. Flight back to Jacksonville is a happy one. Get ready for next week. Come back and take control of this division. Do you think the Trevor Lawrence haters are eating some crow after this one? I think they are. I think they're going to be eating some crow for sure. I think that uh, I think that Trevor's going to come back and have a big game. You know, Steve, like, you know, like I said, with this pass defense, you, obviously you got Stephen Gilmore, and I mean they got who else they got back there? I mean they got Stephon Gilmore, uh, Kenny Moore, Julian Blackman. Uh, it's not a great group right now outside of Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, Stephon Gilmore is playing well. But after that, I think that uh, Rodney McLeod, you know, I've played with Rodney before. Um, he's good. got to get his last name right then. Yeah, I know, right? McLeod. McLeod. It is weird. That's a weird one. Sorry, Rodney. <laughs> if Old you're listening, Eagle. I'm sure you're not. <laughs> Old Philly. Old Philly guy. Yeah, my guy he, Rodney. He's he's been around. Yeah, he's seen a lot. He's seen a lot of teams. He's been around, but 
I don't think that he's a, a trained killer by any any means. I think he's a guy that you can complete passes on and and get after in the pass game. So comeback comeback game for Trevor, getting a W in Indy for good old your boy Jim Irsay. Yeah, yeah, and you know we haven't talked about it, but again, this is Peterson versus Reich. Um, there was a lot made about that last time. This is Gus Bradley versus the Jaguars. Yep. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of. I mean, Nick Foles is the the Colts' backup quarterback. There's a lot of storylines here still, but you know, we're kind of moving on past the storyline part of the season. And it's just like we need to get a damn win. The Jaguars are desperate for a win. They need it badly. Um, and the Colts are they're they're desperate for wins too because I think they are in the position where they think this might be it. If they don't make the playoffs this year, this might be it. Yeah. For this regime. Yeah. The, so it's they've, a big game. they've been all in. All in, man. You spend this kind of money, it's uh it's a big deal. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Jaguars, Colts in Indianapolis. Um, 1 p.m. on Sunday. We both got the Jags winning. I think Trevor Lawrence, again, the key for him is to stay disciplined. Yeah. Don't get greedy. Stay within yourself. Complete Don't the passes that are there to be completed. Don't play the hero ball. Yeah. Take what's there. Let's establish the run a little more, Doug. I know that hurts you every time you run a ball. <laughs> run the ball a little bit. Get Christian Kirk involved early. No reason Christian Kirk should have one catch for 11 yards and three targets. No. Throw him a screen pass. Throw him a bubble screen. Throw him a quick screen. Give him the ball yeah. early. Get him involved. Let's go home happy. Get the W. Jaguars win. Let's do it. I'm in. Well, that's going to do it for the show today. We got to obviously hit them with a quick. Yeah. All right, guys. This is going to be the last one until uh, until the victory. But let's go do Beautiful. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in. We both got the Jaguars winning this weekend. It is as close to a must win as you can have in week six of the NFL season. The Jaguars, if they want to win this division, cannot fall to two and four. Uh, that that just puts you in such a hole, especially for such a young team, a young quarterback. But again, that will do it for us. For Clay Harbor, you can follow him at Clay Harbs82. Follow myself at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter. Make sure to subscribe and review on your podcast platform of choice. And of course, you can check out the video version of this show on the Jinjag YouTube channel. Thanks so much for tuning in, Duval. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.